0: Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a Ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot us. We are supported financially by com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there. Donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm hoping that you feel good as I feel about coming together, getting a little word of encouragement. This is a time where you just let everything else down and just come in and receive God's holy word and meditate on it, reflect on it and have it nourish you. I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen to you today. If this is your first time coming into the Express Church experience, we are an experience that that comes out of Blue Exit Audio, Ministry of Arizona Message Ministry and we just try to come for a half hour once a week give you opportunity to have a word of encouragement on your time in your place wherever you receive uh, God's Holy Word we just hope that this Express Church experience will lift you up today and give you something to think about as we spend a half hour in God's Holy Word. Please keep Blue Exit Audio in your prayers. Please keep the ministry that we have in your prayers. You know, times are tough on everybody, but if we lift each other up in the name of Jesus, we know for a fact that he will provide for what what we need. He knows what we need even before we ask. And it's just an opportunity for us to have a relationship with him, lifting up the name of Jesus and bringing our prayers to him. Subscribe if you, if you want to this as a podcast, you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, wherever you receive your podcast. You can subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can receive the message wherever you are. We are continuing our journey through the month of May. I call it the month of May-I. I hope from now on each time May comes around in the calendar you don't say this is the month of May coming up. You say this is the month of May I. May I is one of the phrases, one of the words that when it comes together, that is usually followed by uh, an offer to do something gracious. May I pray for you. May I help you out. May I, and, and place where I preached the third Sunday, one of the people added to it. May I drive you to the doctor's office. May I do things for you. So we should change May from the month of May to the month of May-I, the month of giving. When we started off, that's, I did a message on the month uh, month starting with May-I, the second, as we can understand how this May-I works, we talked about giving honor and, and focusing in on honoring our father and mother. It was Mother's Day weekend, so we talked about honoring our mothers last week. I spoke about rooftop honor, rooftop honor and the people that went to the rooftop, Uh, Nebuchadnezzar who uh, brought himself to his own honor and wound up losing everything. King David went on his rooftop, got his own honor, wound up being dishonored and his family falling apart. The Shudamite woman, the wealthy woman of Shudamite She was went to her rooftop and put a place in for Elijah. She wound up having a child, having blessings, rooftop honor. And today's title is place of honor. Now, I know a whole lot of folks want to understand where is your place of honor? When somebody invites you. Jesus is telling the audience and is recorded in Luke 14 when somebody invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come to you and say, give this man your seat. Then humility, you will have to take the lesser important place. But when you're invited and you take the lowliest place So that then the host will come to you and say, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of the fellow guests. I like how Jesus said it, everybody, all the eyes will be on you because you took the lowliest place. And then the the wedding host will say you're in the wrong place. You should be raised up to a higher place of honor. Jesus ends Luke 14, 8 and 11 by saying for everyone who exalts themselves will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. I want to say that again, because that's going to be the focus of our message for the next few uh, minutes that we're here together. Whomever humbles himself will be exalted. Place of honor. And I, when I was preparing this message, I smiled, it reminded me about, I think it was 25 years ago, I was working for the governor of Minnesota. And I was new on to the, the, the staff and uh, they, the governor had a lunch at his residence. The governor's residence, obviously it's, it's fenced off, gated off, you gotta have your name on the list to be able to get through security and then they get to the house you got to have your name on to be able to get into the house so I get through two levels of security being invited to the governor's uh, residence for this luncheon now right from there my place of honor was I was an, uh, to be honored to be a member of that luncheon so then I get into the dining area They they, they uh, show me where the dining area is and I'm looking around and people are talking and I didn't know very many people there but you know so I'm trying to get some conversation going but then I also I, I was trying to find where I was gonna sit because I'm left-handed so I always try to sit on the end where my left hand is over here so I'm not bumping right-handed people so I started positioning myself to be at the left we're where, at the corner on the left and talking to people there But I remembered from my time in high school and military school where you're not supposed to sit down until your commanding officer tells you to sit down. And at at the time I also was a lawyer. And when you go in and they say all rise and everybody rises and nobody sits down until the uh, judge tells you to. So I was standing around and ready to take my seat at the corner. And then the governor comes walking in, and he starts talking, and then he goes to his seat and he sits down. By the time he sat down, people were now positioning where they're supposed to be. And I smile because the place where I was planning on sitting was the place that was reserved and typically the chief of staff of the lieutenant governor would have sat there. So if I would have, so the lieutenant governor is facing this way, and the chief of staff sits on the right. So the chief of staff would have been here and as a left-handed person, I would have been sitting in that seat. And if that would have happened, everybody would have looked at me and said, what well, is this person sitting in the chief of staff's seat? So I wound up waiting for everybody else to sit down and then I took the last seat that was available. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in a place for of the great For it is better to be told to come up here than to be put in a lower in the presence of nobility. That's Proverbs 25, 6 and 7, echoing what Jesus said. I was glad that day that 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 all the little pieces of training came together and I waited to, to get a seat. and I was right in the middle area. And then as the story goes, the meeting was the purpose of the meeting was to tell everybody that I was gonna take on a project for the governor. And so in the humility uh, that came about, being able to sit at the place of humility, I was able to get a high assignment. So I'm hoping that you, when you think about that, that we think about uh, where is your place of honor? Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So we don't need to be exalted by the world standard. And that's that that and this is a very important point because the world standard of who is exalted we rise up movie stars we rise up uh musicians we rise up athletes actors business owners and then we have the, those same people what they call creating their own brand for the purposes of making money so they're already honoring themselves. And and what God is saying that we should be, our honor should be in uh, the way we act in humility. I'm trying to see how you can understand that. Our way of honor should be in the manner in which we are humble. Our goal should be humility to bring honor, to bring grace, to bring fellowship, to bring the presence of God to a lost and lonely world. Being humble, we should be in a situation where we aren't living up to the world standards, but we're living up to our God-given potential. And when we live up to your God-given potential and do it with humility you know, and, and I, I love when the athletes and the of course the, the TV always cuts them off, what what it caused you to be so successful today? Well, it was the will of God and God had it in for me. And then people are, are criticizing them. Oh, it wasn't God. We need more people to say, How, why are you successful? I'm successful because God gave me this potential. God gave me the potential to be an attorney, to be an advocate, to speak on behalf of people. God gave me the uh, ability to, to be able to put arguments together, either in the courtroom or in the, in the uh, pulpit, is something that God has given me. And so I, w- I want to continue to be humble and continue to grow in that potential that the Lord has given me. And so even though we have a, a, a mentality of humility, We also should remember that that God's word gave us a promise and that promise is the meek shall inherit the earth. It's not the meek may inherit the earth, the meek shall inherit the the earth. So as from my standpoint, everything that's in the earth, everything that we have today is from God, created by God for the benefit of those whose attitude is meek and humble but their attitude is focused on on rising their whole level to the potential that God has given. The same thing today exists as the same thing that happened with Adam and Eve when they were placed in the garden. They were placed in the garden and they were given dominion and control over the entire earth, the entire garden that God had given them. And the, the question, that comes out of that story, is what is your response gonna be when you have your full potential and that full potential gives and the blessings that God gives you are so amazing and so great. The question is, are you gonna use those to have a heart of service for God? Are you gonna use those to have a heart to be an ambassador for the kingdom of God? Are you gonna use what God has given you to be a messenger of God? Are you going to use it to have a heart where you are a living example of the risen savior? Or are you going to use that to glorify and honor yourself and and raise yourself up? Ignore the fact that those blessings came from God. Are you going to use the earth standards of honor or are you going to use the heavenly standard of honor? We know what happened. To Adam and Eve and today we have the people falling into that same trap and I I feel bad I don't just feel bad for them I feel bad for myself because I fall in that same trap that Adam and Eve trap and I tell people if so, if there's a game going on and the other team is successful in a play they will continue to run that play until you're able to stop it and the same thing has been happening since the creation of humanity Pride has been coming in and confusing us into believing that in our pray- pride and in our success, that the success has come from us, that we accomplish things based on ourselves, And that's what. The world wants. The world wants us to understand that we should have pride and self-absorption. That we should be focused on self. How many times do people say, Fo- "You need to focus on you. You need to be you. You need to accomplish the most that you can. You need to accumulate the most that you can. You need to spend the most that you can on you. You need to, to look down on those that don't have much. We need to." close the border so that we can't have poor people coming in. We need to we can, we need to stop giving money to those who are sitting at home not wanting to get a job. People even though the jobs that they get are less than the, the unemployment. They need to get rid of unemployment and take lesser money now instead of with, in humility, we say I have more money than I than I need to live on and therefore I'm going to give some to somebody else in humility. And, I'm, and what really saddens me is we have Christian business owners and Christian millionaires, Christian uh, people of all different faiths and all different denominations go, and all different levels of success who are looking down on, on other people. Instead of in humility, taking the lowest place, as Jesus has said in the Gospel of Luke, take the lowliest place so then you when you are raised up, in your humility and giving that place of honor, then everybody will look at you and say, "Why did they get that? Why did he get that place of honor when he was just a humble person?" But when you are invited, take the lowliest place. When you're invited to be a chief, an executive of a company, take the lowliest place. When you're invited to be the manager of a division, take the lowliest place when you are the star on a sports team or the lead singer or the soloist or any other position that you have where you are given an honor in the world view, take the lowliest place so that when the host comes, they will say, friend, move up to a better place. And then you will be honored in the presence of all the fellow guests. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. I want to hope that somebody would just take hold of that that word and change themselves and understand what it means to have a heart of humility. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but consider others better than yourself. Each of you should look not only on your own interests, but the interest of others. And I'm now speaking uh, in the book of Philippians. I'm wondering what will happen during this month of May I, during the month of May, if we change our entire attitude and say what my main focus when I wake up today is who am I going to be able to lift up? Who am I gonna be able to honor? Who am I gonna be able to help? Am I today, I'm gonna make a decision on may, may I? To use that. I've been challenging myself. How many times a day can I use the term, may I? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or, or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourself. I'm wondering if that's your attitude. If that's not your attitude, that's what God's holy word is challenging you to do. That's your place of honor. Your place of honor is a place where you do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Your attitude, I'm, I'm going to quote Just so that you don't think that I'm, I'm preaching at you I'm just going to quote what God's word says Your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus Who being of the very nature of God How's that for a high honor? To be of the very nature of God Did not consider himself equal with God Something the grass, But he made himself nothing Taking on the the nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance of humanity, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Even death of the lowliest, the humblest, the malefactors, the murderers, humbled himself to death on the cross. I add a little bit in there therefore God exalted him to the highest place. Remember what Jesus said, whoever uh, humbles himself will be exalted and whoever exalted himself will be humbled. Philippians 2, three through 11 says, therefore God exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave him the name above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then the it, it sentence ends to the glory of God the Father. We are made in the image and likeness of God. We are made to be ambassadors and in, in the image of Christ Jesus. And as the, in the image of Christ Jesus, we should be taken on that lowly place of, of humility and allowing God to exalt us. And then when God is, exalts us and shows the whole world that even though we, the world was looking at us in a humble place, but God r- rose us up to a place where we are exalted in the name of Jesus, then people will say, I wanna be like that. I wanna have the same thing that person had. And then you can start your testimony and say, "It be, it came because I acted in humility. It came because I started my focus by saying this, the talent I have is because God gave it to me. I'm hoping that in this month of May, this month of May I, that when you start looking at what is your talent level, that you say, the talent I have is because of a gift of God and I'm going to use it to the highest level that I can for the purposes only of glorifying God. And I'm gonna do it in a place where I continue to have as my mentality, being the humble lowest person, making sure others are receiving their human place of honor. How how does it look? I was giving a couple of examples. I like to give a couple of, of examples. On the night he was betrayed Jesus washed his disciples feet. He took on the job of a lowly servant. Peter got upset, said, you can't wash my feet. You're higher than I am. Jesus wanted to remind the disciples then that that you have to take on the lowliest position. And And I was reading through that again and thinking to myself, he not only washed the feet, he washed the feet, of a person who he later said, go quickly, Judas, go quickly and betray me. But when you, (laughs) I'm going to add a little bit more, which is why I'm smiling. But when you go quickly, make sure that you go with some good, some good, clean feet, because where you're going to go, I just washed them clean. And as your steps are going, only you can take the, the feet that God has made clean and make them dirty through your betrayal. He's saying the same thing to us. I gave you talent. Walk with that talent to glorify my name. And when you walk, glorify my name, you'll walk with clean feet the whole way. If you decide that you want to exalt yourself, you'll, you'll wind up in the same place as, as Judas wound up. He wound up, let's talk about this. He, he had, a, the, Jesus had a place of humility he was exalted to the place above all names. Judas, who had a place of honor, next, remember, next to next to one of the high positions in Jesus's group, he wound up ending in a place of humility. Now we all need to need to understand, and I'm trying to get this story out because it, it, it made me laugh on Friday. message was, was pretty well clean. I usually get up Saturday or Sunday and, and try to fine tune it. But I had the message pretty well done and the Friday I'm in court. And how court works these days is it's all video. And before you go to trial, the judge sends you to what's called a settlement conference. And a settlement conference is when you go in front of a judge that's not the judge that's going to hear your case. And it's another judge that can spend some time with both parties and say, hey, if I was your judge, these, this is how I would likely rule. And, and gives you kind of a, a area where he's going to rule. And then he says, you guys should probably settle this case somewhere in here. Because if the judge rules on my on my one side, it's going to come out really negative for you. But if he rules on the other side, it's going to come out really positive. But you have an uncertain but in the settlement conference, both parties have a certainty and they can give some and come together. So it's on video and and the judge has my client and myself in one video room and the other party and her and their attorneys uh, in the other uh, room. So we're not hearing what the judge is talking to us about. So the judge comes to us and, and, and in, on video, I'm on my uh, computer and I always give my phone to my client who's sitting on the other end of the uh, the other end of my office. You know we keep that that six feet social distance and so he's on the other end on my telephone and so we're going back and forth and and I'm just thinking this this the other party is completely unreasonable let's get out of here we're wasting everybody's time that's all in my mind and so finally I just got really frustrated and, and I said, Judge, bring back this, this offer to them. And the judge le- leaves our room and goes on video in the other room. And I said, your, your ex is a piece of street trash. That was after he was saying some things about, about his ex too. And I'm like, I can't believe that somebody would, is actually acting like this. And then right then I saw the guy going like this. And I'm like, so you're seeing me now, that's how I was seeing him, he was doing this. And I'm like, why are you waving to me when I'm across the room? He's like, I'm not waving to you, I'm trying to clean this, uh, somebody's calling in and I'm trying to decline the telephone message that's coming in. And I'm like, oh, who's calling me? And he gave the the name and I'm laughing because the person who was calling me right when I was was saying negative things about his ex was my bishop and I was like oh shoot that's my bishop calling right when I said your ex is a piece of street trash my bishop is calling me because he usually calls me uh, to find out how my message is going we usually talk about it and he felt that that Friday afternoon he was going to be able to have an opportunity to have some time with me because I would be closing my office down to get ready for the weekend and so it it reminded me at that point that in humility we should it, it's hard to remain there when things are going bad. It's hard to remain there when people are betraying you. It's hard to remain there when people are looking down on you. It's hard to remain there when people are frustrating you, when people are acting in a way that, that you don't believe that they should be acting and treating you the way they should not be treating you. And looking, we, it's easy for us to look at their shortcomings and look at their negative behaviors and look at what they did wrong and look at what they've done wrong to you and look down on them and exalting ourselves our position is better. I can't believe what, that anybody would do that to me. And when we do that, I fell straight into that trap. That same trap. That same play that uh, that the devil has been doing since the time of creation, using somebody else's negative behavior to to pull me in. Oh, I was I I almost should have ter- had called Jeff and said, "Jeff, turn on the camera because I was getting ready to I was preaching to my client right then. Uh, and I and I was telling them that it's an example of how we can fall into that same trap that the people who are motivated by the evil that the devil has given them, it's easy to fall into that same trap. But we are, as children of God are called on to come out of that trap. And we are called on to take a place of honor. And that place of honor is a place that glorifies God and I was looking at, and I'm going to I'm going to try to run this down and and get us out of here, Jeff. The place of honor, I think, is the place of the the hill of the transfiguration. Oh, I know it's not the time to celebrate the transfiguration, but the hill of transfiguration, I believe, is a great place of honor. At that hill, Jesus took Peter, James and John with him and they went to the high mountain. I'm calling it the hill of the the transfiguration. I'm calling it the hill of honor and on that hill he appeared with Elijah and Moses both who had gone to heaven before him and they were talking to Jesus. Elijah and Moses were talking to Jesus and when I think about where my place of honor is I want to be a place of honor where I'm on that hill just like that, the hill of trans, of transfiguration. I'm saying it's gonna be the mountain of Zion when we get to heaven. I wanna be in that place of honor. And I started looking at what it is that gets us to that place. Let's talk about Elijah. Elijah, one of the only people who never felt the sting of death. But, but what happened right before the chariot of fire came to get him? If you don't know the story, it's in 2 Kings 2. Go back and read it, spend a little time in there. And we're at 2 Kings 2, 9 to 11. Elijah knows God's getting ready to take him up to in the chariot of fire, take him home, go into that great uh, getting up morning in the sky, being able to be in a place where he doesn't have to face all the troubles of the world anymore, getting his place of honor. And right before he goes there, the one thing that's of concern to Elijah, I mean, Elijah, is what is gonna to happen to his protege, Elijah. And he said, before they take me up, is there anything I can do for you? How's that for a place of humility? He knows that God is coming to get him. God is coming to bring him home. God is coming to give him the greatest honor to be able to, see, to be seated in heaven. But even though he's getting that reward, he could have turned his back on Elisha and said, it's on you. But instead, he lived his whole life that way and he went out the same way. He said, Elijah, I, before I go, I need to find out what you need. Elijah said, I need double portions. I need double portions of the blessings you have. I'm hoping when we leave our job, when we leave, get ready to leave this earth, we think our blessing is that those who come after us get double portion of the blessing that we get today if that's what we have and we say but to get that double portion you need to keep that place of of humility that i lived in and then when you get exalted like i got exalted you're going to get double blessing and be exalted twice as much as i am that's what happened now i'm going to get ready to, to talk about moses and Moses can be described in one sentence, how, how the word of God described Moses. Numbers twelve three says this about Moses. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. We are two humble people who were, were invited to be on the Mount of the Transfiguration To be on a a mountain to be able to speak with Jesus to be able to commune with him even after they left the earth I don't know about anybody else who's listening to this today but that's where my goal is my goal is to be able to sit and talk and and commune with Jesus I want to do it now in prayer I want to humbly go before the the throne of grace of Jesus Christ And pray to him and say, Lord, I want to remain humble. Give me the strength and give me the power to to inherit the earth as you promised in your holy word. But while I'm doing that, while I'm getting success, while people are looking at me wondering, how am I doing what I'm doing? How am I getting to where I'm getting? Why am I getting the blessings that I'm getting? I'm hoping, Lord, that you continue to, to strengthen me so that I don't fall into that trap start calling other folks names start saying that they're they're worse off than they're worse off than us and it's because of them that the troubles are coming I want to be in a position where I'm in a position of strength where I say every blessing I receive every hope that I have every joy that I have everything that I have is because I'm a child of the Most High God and that most high God is gonna be blessing me, blessing my family. People are like, How's your family all doing so well? It's because we've humbled ourselves. He who humbles himself will be exalted, and he who exalts himself will be humbled. And in humility, I wanna be a person when they get exalted will say, I'm giving honor to God because my place of honor is a place given to me by God for his glory. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary, Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to the themessage2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.